Welcome to the Maybe I Can podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Weiss. I'm here to motivate and inspire you to stop using your circumstances as an excuse, just like I used to. An excuse to not take control of your life. It's time to stop living your life on autopilot and start taking purposeful action to create the life you truly desire. Let's do this together. Hey there, I'm so glad you found me again, or maybe you're finding me for the first time. Either way, welcome. So before I dive into today's topic, I I have it on my heart that I just want to share some thoughts with you. I had dinner last night with a friend that I haven't seen probably in about a year and a half or so. And at the end of the night, or let me go back, during the night, we were discussing all the things that I'm doing, you know, the fact that I wrote a memoir and I'm in the process of editing it and getting it published. And we're talking about recording an audio book and all the things that come with that. And that I've started a podcast and told her the whole evolution of how I've gotten here. And really, as talking about it, I realized it's only been a year and a half. A year and a half ago, if you had told me that you'd be listening to me right now, uh, I would have bet you a billion dollars that that would not happen. I would have bet you $2 billion that I never would have written a book. That would have seemed absolutely ridiculous if somebody had told me that. And a year and a half is such a short time when I look back on where I was and realize that you know, I had no idea what was possible. And she was talking about another friend of hers that has all these great ideas, but nothing ever seems to come to fruition. And, you know, she used me as an example of that, you know, I'm taking action on my vision and my goals, even though I'm not really sure where they're leading to, but I'm just doing what's on my heart. And I told her, I appreciate you saying that. However, it was just a short time ago that I was just, I had no dreams. I had no other goals. My goals were probably just that someday before I couldn't move anymore, that I would financially be able to retire. Of course, My goal would always be that my children grow up to be happy and healthy. But other than that, I didn't have a thing. I thought I was done. I was in my mid to late 50s, and I've had two different careers, and they're both fine. Are they the most fulfilling thing? No, but that's how it is. And I don't know. I literally did not have any dreams and I didn't, it made sense to have dreams at this stage of my life. Like why this is it. What could I possibly be dreaming about that would be even remotely possible? And I think one day it was a podcast that I was listening to and they were talking about a concept called mortality motivation. I have to tell you, when I first heard the title, I was so turned off. 
because I had enough negativity in my life. I didn't need to think about me dying. Seemed like a very, um, I don't know, depressing subject. (laughs) And it certainly is a depressing subject. However, isn't it better to picture yourself in that situation now? Try and put yourself there and see how you would feel and think. And then be able to come back to today and say, okay, what can I do between where I am right now? And where I would be on my deathbed. Naturally, none of us know when that would be, but you know, pick a number. Where would I be at age 90? And okay, you're 40 years old, that's 50 years to make a change. And then I started thinking about my dad, who passed away back in 2011. And he had a he had a rough life. He at the age of almost 46, had a massive stroke that he survived. But back then, they didn't have all the resources and uh, medicine that they do now. And he was permanently disabled at obviously a very young age, but lived another 30 years. And in that time, he had so many regrets He lived for 30 years talking about the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and just wallowing in that. And I thought to myself, that's the first thing I thought of is, am I going to get to that point? Am I going to get to age 90 or let's just even say around 100? That sounds better to me. Am I going to get to the ripe old age of 100 and look back and be upset with myself? for things I didn't do, things I didn't try. And if I thought about it, I thought, you know what? I might be, I might be. I didn't really know what to do with that thought at the time, but it it did open my eyes to a different way of thinking. The next thing that I think I was exposed to was a book by Bronnie Ware. She's an Australian nurse who worked in palliative care. And she heard from so many patients that were dying. I mean, that's kind of where palliative care mostly comes into play. And she published a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And she, in there, she listed the five most common things that people regret when they are close to death. So I'm going to go through them. The first is, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. So, you know, people not pursuing their dreams and passions because they're so worried about doing what everybody else expects of them. They're not really living a life of their own because, you know, they don't want to let people down. And I get that. I mean, I I feel like I have lived a good part of my life doing what everybody else thinks I should be doing. 
and kind of looking for their approval and doing whatever I can to get it and not receive disapproval because, I mean, look, I guess we all want to feel um, that satisfaction of doing the quote unquote right thing. But who decides what the right thing is? Is it the right thing for us? It's not selfish. I mean, to put yourself first, this is our one and only life. This is your one and only life. And when you think about it like that, do you want to take your one and only shot at this and live it based on other people's expectations? I don't know about you, but I don't think so. I don't want to get to the end. I don't want to get to age 100 and think, man, I didn't do anything that I really wanted to do because I couldn't. And really, I couldn't wouldn't be the case. It's that I chose not to because someone else's expectations were more important than my own expectations of myself. So that's number one. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. How many of us just get involved in our careers and our financial success and we just go all in? And look, I'm not saying any of those things are bad. Of course not. It's wonderful to be successful and it's wonderful to, um, you know, have money, obviously. But at what price? Because when you look back, as we know, you don't take that money with you, right? You're not going to pack that money away in that coffin of yours. And what are you sacrificing? Are you sacrificing relationships with others? Are you sacrificing your happiness? Are you sacrificing your health? Are your Is your sole focus living for that career or financial success? Because, you know, there's a lot more to life than those things. So number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. The next one, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. A lot of us aren't comfortable in doing that. I think I wasn't comfortable. And I, I, I don't like to admit this, but I feel like I do struggle often to not communicate and be emotionally vulnerable. I personally feel like um, a lot of times I have to be the strong one and I just power through. And, you know, sometimes I can't help but show my feelings, but other times I, I do hold them back. And even when I feel incredible love towards a person, I don't know that I necessarily share it. And that's such a shame, um, especially now I can think right now, since it's been almost four months at the time of this recording, that I lost my husband. And, you know, he he and I had, a, I don't want to say a bickering relationship, but maybe that was our form of communication. And uh, even though I told him that I loved him, it wasn't it wasn't that often that we said it to each other. And even, even when we said it, you know how you say it and you just say it. You're not necessarily saying it with feelings, the feelings that go, go with it. It's just, they're just words. And I regret it. 
I regret it. And I remember sitting with him at different times and being uncomfortable to tell him exactly how I was feeling. And I think I was afraid of making me uncomfortable and him uncomfortable or upsetting him. And I just hoped and wished that he knew. I figured, oh, he must know. And I think he did, but I'll never know for sure. And it takes courage. It takes courage to expose yourself and put yourself out there. But I can tell you firsthand after living through the loss of a spouse, I I wish I had had the courage to express my feelings. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. I am guessing that all of us can relate to this. You get so busy, caught up in your life, wherever you are in that point in time. You know, maybe it's you now have kids and your friends don't, and you don't have as much in common anymore or any stage of life, right? I could have friends now who are retired and they're off living their best lives and enjoying themselves. Whereas, you know, some of us are still working and have maybe younger kids, whatever it is. And it takes effort. And since we're all so busy with everything these days, it's like, why are we all so busy? But we are. I read somewhere, it's almost like a badge of honor to say, oh, I'm so busy and list all of the things that you're so busy doing. I don't know. Does it supposed to make you more important? Gosh, that has always been me. I have always been busy. I've always complained about being busy. And it's not until recently that I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like being busy. This coming weekend, as an example, usually every weekend, every free moment, I have something planned. I know what I'm going to do. This weekend, I've got nothing. I have work things to do. I have stuff to work on in my book and uh, this podcast launch. Um, But it sounds kind of nice to not have any plans. Because I'm tired. I'm tired of running. And I think when you run so much and you keep yourself so busy, it really doesn't allow you that time to get in touch with yourself and dream and just be present in the present moment and appreciate everything that you do have. We need that. And I, as a society, I don't think that um, we value that. I I hope it's going in in a different direction. I know me personally, I am being purposeful and taking that in a different direction and not being so busy. And last but not least, and this is the one that resonates with me the most, I wish that I had let myself be happier. I when I hear that, I realize that I have a choice of choosing happiness. So much of my life, I didn't choose happiness. I chose to be the victim. I chose to have a pity party. I chose to say, yeah, I I can only have brief moments of happiness. It's not like that's my choice. That's just how my life has unfolded. 
And so I just have to deal with it. Even small things I didn't appreciate. It was like, okay, a momentary glimmer. And then it was back to the busy victim, why me mentality. I I wasted so much of my life worrying, worrying, and being afraid of the what ifs, worrying about what I was going to do if this happened. What about my kids in this situation? I was forecasting all different scenarios that I should be concerned about. And that's what was on my mind constantly, even when I was in the moment doing something that should be or was even enjoyable. I wasn't there fully experiencing the moment because my mind was taking me to, oh, the next thing on my busy to-do list or the next worry or concern or when was, if I was happy, uh uh-oh, what's going to happen next to just take that happiness away from me? Oh my gosh. I mean, talk about not enjoying yourself. And it is a choice, right? Because it doesn't matter how bad your circumstances are. I mean, it doesn't matter. There is always something to appreciate. And there is always joy that you can find in something if you just know where to look for it. And the only way you can look for it is to allow yourself to be present, to work at not having your mind race to the next thought or the next worry. You got to reel it back in when that happens. And believe me, it is a practice. It is not something that happens overnight. But with all of these things, the first step is awareness. And I think when I first heard these five regrets and the whole idea of mortality motivation, that's what just at least started the ball rolling for me because it spoke to me. And hopefully it speaks to you, but even if it doesn't, then there's there will be something else as long as you're always open to listening, to learning, and to trying. You know, I mean, this really stuck with me. And it was in the back of my mind when a new opportunity presented itself. Instead of just saying, I can't do that, or I could never do that, or my dream is ridiculous, I started saying, well, all these other people have done it. What what do they have that I don't have? And the answer is nothing. We all have the capability of dreaming and making our dreams come true. Here's the thing. I, I my, my dreams are fairly clear, but you know, just not really sure how I'm going to get there. But what I have seen is that just by taking action to try and figure out how to get there, to try and figure out, you know, what exactly 
is my passion? What is my dream life? All of these things. It's really the journey that is the joy. Met my friend last night and we're having this discussion about the year and a half. And I thought to myself, look at how much you've accomplished in a year and a half. A year and a half ago, I was going to my nine to five. It was fine. I, it was fine. Like, you know, I like my job, but it wasn't um, a love. It was just kind of an existence. And now, oh my goodness, I have learned so many new things. I have met so many new, incredible people. And I've met these people online. Most of them I haven't even met in person, but it doesn't matter. My mind is on fire all the time and it's excited because it's excited to learn new things. Who knows? You know what? I'm sure someday, hopefully at episode 500 of this podcast, I'll look back, listen to this episode and realize how awful it was, but it doesn't matter because I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. I am not letting fear stop me. I am not trying to be perfect. I am just trying to figure it out. And I am loving the process of figuring it out. And it started with just really one small step that snowballed. And this mortality motivation and the regrets of the dying for me was something that made me say, you know what? Uh Uh-uh. Maybe I won't be one of those people who has an impact as I want to or gets my absolute dream life. Maybe I won't be. But you know what? If I don't try, I'll never know. Because on second thought, maybe I can. And so can you. So now maybe you're thinking, okay, that's great. Maybe I can, but where the heck do I even start? And I'll throw out a few ideas and, you know, take it for what it is. I couldn't, I couldn't have even told you what is my dream life. I have no idea. So if you can't paint a clear picture, think about, you know, you got to know a map. You've got to know where you're headed right? To be able to figure out the directions. And so kind of really spending time with yourself, not just thinking in your head, writing it down. I had no idea of the power of the pen and paper for me, not necessarily the computer, but writing it down. Write down a vision of what your dream life looks like. Make a bucket list, not just of, you know, I want to go skydiving here, which, P.S., not on my bucket list, um, or, you know, climb the Swiss Alps. I don't know. Do you even do that? Or I guess they just did that in The Sound of Music. I don't know. That's what just came out. Other things, you know, really, really spend some time. And it doesn't just have to be one One time, it's an ongoing list as things pop into your head and allow yourself that time to be 
mindful. Now, I used to not be able to stand the word mindful or really even understand it. And I didn't understand mindfulness meditation. And I'm definitely going to do an episode on it. But for now, let me just say it's something (laughs) despise is a strong word. How about I was very uncomfortable with but now that I am several years in, oh my goodness, do I understand the power of it. It took a long time for me to get here, but the perseverance paid off. So don't be closed off to that because what it does is it's a practice. It's a practice because it's something, and maybe not for you, but when I started, it was so foreign and uncomfortable that I had to just keep doing it. Just like any other skill that we build, you have to practice and it's continuous. There's no point where you're like, oh yeah, I'm perfect at this. But what happens is once you do get comfortable and make it a a daily practice, you notice that that mindfulness comes into other parts of your life and parts of your day. So for example, if you've seen me on social media, you know, I've got a dog. He's down there sleeping. I don't want to say his name, Y-O-G-I. And so many times a day, um, he and I are out there walking the neighborhood. And usually I'd be on my phone or I'd be, you know, looking at something, talking to someone in my own head, not even aware of what I was doing, not even aware that I was outside, not even aware of my surroundings. It's kind of like, you know, when you drive somewhere and you get there and you're like, I don't even remember driving here. How did I possibly get here? Why is that? Because you're not living in the moment. And once I had made meditation and mindful mindfulness meditation a practice, One day I'm out there and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I didn't even notice how green the grass is or look at that sky or look at those stars or things that were happening around me. And I was clueless and didn't even realize because it's like head down, head down, just keep going. and. On to the next thing. So that's my message for today. I hope it resonated with you. And please make sure to follow me on TikTok at Debbie R. Weiss or Instagram, Debbie.r.weiss. Send me a DM. Let me know what you thought, what you'd like to hear more of, because I'm here for you. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening today. And remember, You've always had the power, my dear. You've just had to learn it for yourself. Until next time.